This is the ATM at the Minute Podcast, episode 150. I am Peter Mitchell here with Jackson Stover, and we have a two-parter for you today. Part one is going to be all football. We're talking the latest NFL news, the hirings. I want to talk about some of the coaching movement across the league. And then we're going to do Super Bowl props. We're talking picks against the spread, MVP, first touchdown, some exotics. We got it all. Pizza pot roast, whole bunch of friends. And then we're going to go to part two, basketball. Tune into that one. We're talking trade deadline, everything that happened that matters. And we're going to do a top 10 NBA mock draft. First time we've done it all year. Can't wait. College basketball has been electric. Let's get into it, starting with football. Peter, the Super Bowl is almost here. It feels weird. I don't know. No Chiefs in the picture. None of the the big name teams that we're used to. We got the Bengals and the Rams. We're three days away. I'm not as excited as I wish I was. I mean, I'm pumped to watch Joe Burrow and the Bengals, but it kind of feels like a little bit of a weird Super Bowl. Am I wrong? Totally feels like a weird Super Bowl. Part of that, I will say, is because the Chiefs lost. And in the part of the country I'm in, nobody's talking about football anymore. Nobody's watching Super Bowl coverage. I can't speak for everyone, though. I mean, only people I've seen this week are my roommates. So, but (laughs) I mean, we're just not into it. Um, I'm excited for the game. I mean, usually I'm listening to every Super Bowl to start the podcast. No, no. And I don't either. Not trying to set a bad mood here because I am. I mean, I've got a lot of props. I'm excited to talk some different storylines, but I just haven't been usually leading up to Super Bowl week. Um, I'm reading, listening to anything I can get my hands on. And this week, I've kind of just been more excited with the NBA, but also could be trade deadline happening right before the Super Bowl. I mean, probably not the greatest idea for football. If I am correct, this is the first time the trade deadline has coincided with Super Bowl week because yeah, they added the week season. Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they better um, move this shit up a week next year because I know a lot of people like us are just so excited about the trade deadline that yeah. you kind of almost forget the Super Bowl's happening. Right. All these deals have happened. I watched the Kings highlights last night. Couldn't watch it live. Sabonis looked great. I'm ready to see all these he players. Did, did. All, right, all right, back back to football. Back yeah, to yeah, football. I'm though. getting there. I'm getting there. But yes, if the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl right now, it would be what everyone's looking forward to this weekend. I'd already have my plans yeah. made. That's just not the case. I'm going to have a few beers probably or a bourbon. Watch the game. Maybe throw a couple wagers out. It's going to be a good time. And I'm ready to break down these props with you. All right, well, let's get into it. We've got to start with just the spread, straight up. Keep it simple. We'll get a little crazy as we progress. Who are you taking? I know you rode the Bengals last week against the Chiefs. You took them to cover. We both did, actually. Both hit it right on the head. Bengals are getting four points. The Rams are, I mean, they're at home. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a pretty even mix in the crowd, not going to lie. But what do you got for us? Give me Cincinnati in the points. No yeah. doubt. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They've won me money every week of the playoffs here. I got to pick them. I believe in Joe Burrow. 
throw out home field advantage because that's not going to be the case. These Bengals fans will travel well. When was the last time they've been to a Super Bowl? What it's been like forty years or whatever. I think it's been longer than that. I think it was like maybe nineteen forty something, something no, ridiculous. No. They they played the last time they played in a Super Bowl was against the 49ers with John Madden on the call. Oh shit! I thought it was way longer than that. Yeah, I don't know what year that was, but these people are going to be there. They're going to be ready to watch their team. They have fight. They have a solid defense. I think we get to the fourth quarter. It'll be a one possession game. And I think Joe Burrow can either tie it up, take the lead, get the backdoor cover with the ball in his hands down the stretch of the fourth quarter. So give me the Bengals plus four. I agree with everything you just said. Also, I'm an idiot. It was 1988. Not 1940 something. 1988, in fact, just a little bit off there. But yeah, when did the ago, Super Bowl era start, buddy? Uh, late 60s, 71. <laughs> the Bengals have sucked for a long time, man. That's all I was saying. All I was saying. My years, the numbers, a little bit off. But in terms of the game script, I agree with you. The Bengals haven't necessarily started strong. Uh, the Chiefs games, I mean, both of them, regular season and playoffs. They had to come back. Most of these playoff games have been pretty slow to start, and they've done a lot of their scoring in the second half. I don't see why this is going to be any different. I do think that the Rams are going to be able to get pressure. They're going to be able to get home, and the Bengals are going to have to adjust. And that's going to be the key because the Bengals' offensive line does not have the talent, you know, the the personnel to stop Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and whatever the Rams are going to draw up. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey is going to be on Jamar Chase. And then you're going to have to look to Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins to beat you. Higgins has been pretty strong, but I wouldn't be terrified of him if I'm the Rams. And I think just knowing that you're going to be able to get pressure on Burrow, it's going to be hard for the Bengals to score. And they are going to have to get the quick outs, drop some plays that beat what the Rams are doing. But they're really just not going to be able to know what that is till they get out there. Does that make sense what I'm saying? They're just going to have to field this game out, and I think they'll make the adjustments. And Burrow is a good enough leader that he'll be able to will them to victory, or at least to cover. He needs to stay alive till the fourth quarter once he's familiarized himself with the defense, and he'll know how to deal with the pass rush at that point in the game. I'm with you. Yeah, they're going to have problems protecting him at the beginning. I think Sean McVay knows how to script up a first quarter, first half of games. We've seen this time and time again. Um, But Zach Taylor knows what he's going to bring. I mean, he was coaching underneath them. These guys know each other well. I just can't wait to see who can do the best job Sunday night. Got to give McVay the edge there big times. But Burrow is why we're taking the plus I don't know about that, man. I don't know. McVay has not shown up in some of these big playoff Don't, games like J- I thought he would. He dropped a goose egg in the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, Jared Goff. Against, he almost, he almost let Tom the Rams Brady. come back. I mean, they totally stalled out in the second half of that Tampa Bay game, and Stafford bailed him out with that big throw to Cup. That's what McVay I'm has not he impressed knows how to me. start a game, not finish one. That's why we're you're, taking the Bengals. You're gonna. You said you're gonna give McVeigh the coaching edge, though. That was what I was pushing back on. I think I'd maybe give Taylor the edge at this point. Taylor seems like he's kind of done the opposite of McVeigh. They've started slow. He's made the adjustments. He's Taylor, clearly got the less talented team, and they're in the Super Bowl. Taylor wouldn't be here without Joe Burrow, buddy. Sean McVeigh got an upgrade because of his abilities. 
as would a coach. Sean McVay be there without Aaron Donald and Matt Stafford? I don't know. I think the Bengals are working with a lot less talent. I love McVay. I love giving uh, McVay no. credit, but I don't know. I kind of like Zach Taylor and give him the coaching edge here. Jackson Stover, big Zach Taylor guy. Never have been. Never have been. Maybe I am now. I don't know. Let's keep moving with our props, though. First TD next. That where we go? Yep. Okay. We've got a take here. Piggybacking on the Bengals starting slow. I think if they do get points, it's probably a field goal. Throwing this out there, Evan McPherson to score the first points plus 420. Not my prop. Just throwing oh, it out there. Just throwing it out there. You like that one. I kind of do for a few reasons, but my first touchdown score is Sony Michelle. I think the Rams are going to get the first points. I think they're going to get ahead to start this game. Cam Akers has fumbled a shit ton this postseason. And last game you saw it, he didn't get some of those goal line carries, some of the big minute carries in moments where they just had to not fumble. He wasn't out there. And I think that Sony Michelle is going to get that increased workload and he's going to get a lot of the goal line carries because the Rams cannot risk starting this game off with a fumble on the goal line. So I think if they get inside the 10, it very well could be Michelle out there. He's plus 1300 at that value. Give them to me. I like that pick. I actually, I saw it on the board and I thought about it. That's not where I'm going though. I do, I can visualize him in the red zone early in the game getting a two yard score. Yes, I'm with you. At 13 to one, how can you not like that? My pick, though, is a bit more conventional. Just give me Cooper Cup at plus 490. Why not? He's been the best receiver in the league this season. Not just yardage, he gets in the end zone as well. He's a menace down there. Give me Cooper Cup. All right, I respect that. I respect that. I think we've got the same thought process here that the Rams are going to score a touchdown first. They're probably going to get ahead in this game, and it's going to be the Bengals coming from behind the Joe Burrow comeback story. Do I hope it's that predictable? Absolutely not. Let me throw a couple more before we go. I don't know. I can live with that. If there's a lot of points on the board, absolutely can live with that. Now, if it was (laughs) like seven to zero at halftime and winds up being 13 to 10, that would kind of stink. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Continue here. Continue. A couple others I like. OBJ plus 900. Wouldn't be surprised if they kind of ran some decoy do like play that. and went his Especially way. Especially if he's one-on-one. Yeah, just throw him a corner fade and let him go make a play. Yeah, and then T. Higgins, 12-1. to 1. You mentioned his matchup earlier. He's going against Darius Williams. Has like a six-inch size advantage here. I like T. Higgins to have a big game here, especially with that Jalen Ramsey shadowing Jamar Chase potential we're going to get. Yeah. 12 to 1. I don't one. dislike that. I don't dislike that. I don't know. I don't trust Higgins that much. I feel like he's kind of got soft hands sometimes, and he catches a lot of passes that get broken up through contact, like balls that hit him in the hands. It looks like he's going to come up with it, and the next thing you know, it gets broken up. Mm. I, I just don't trust him. I don't know. He, he's been okay. pretty good in the playoffs, but I don't trust him. I say that, and I got a rookie card of his sitting right here, but oh, not, wow. not a huge T. Higgins guy. MVP next? Let's do it. Joe B. I mean... I'm, I'm going to take the Bengals money line on top of the spread. Probably it's just going to happen, especially, you know, plus four and being close to plus 200. You got to yeah, do go. it. I, I think it's like plus 185, but give me Joe Burrow MVP plus 230 on top of that. And I mean, if we're talking fan duel, same game parlays, I wish I had it. I wish I could. Oh, but if I was in a state where I could, I mean, <laughs> money line should... and Burrow MVP. I Absolutely. mean, that's a no doubter. Absolutely. Why would you not? 
both of those, that'd be plus 230 for the MVP and somewhere between plus 170 and plus 195 for the Bengals money line. That's pretty damn good value there. I like that. I would go Burrow as well. I like his odds over Matt Stafford's. One, because Stafford is plus 120 or... I think plus like plus 170, something like that. But he's he's got the the lowest odds of he's all the odds players. on favorite, right? Right. And then I think if the Rams win, there's a chance Cooper Cup wins it. He's plus 550. I could see him having two touchdowns. And you know, some people were telling me, oh, the narrative it would all go go towards Stafford coming to out to L.A. I'm like, it what do you mean? Cup. Look at the postseason and the season in general that he's had. That's what I'm saying. Like, this guy has been a monster in the MVP conversation for the whole regular season. Give this guy the trophy if he goes off in this game. I think that is a fun story. Honestly, I think if the Rams win this game, one, it's probably going to be because Cup goes crazy and he'll get the MVP. And if I yeah. if the Bengals win, I think it's because Burrow has a strong showing and he's going to get it. Like I, those are really right. the only two guys I would consider taking here, unless just something crazy happens. You know, like Aaron Donald has seven sacks and a strip sack fumble or something and gets sure. because of that. But I like Cup and I like Burrow. All right, let's do some exotics. I'm going to kick you my first one. Let's hear it. Will Joe Burrow throw a third quarter touchdown? This follows the narrative we've been going with the whole time. You looked at me like you might have this one. No, but just kind of surprises me. Very specific. I like it, though. Yeah, it's yes, plus 148. Give me the plus money here. Like we said three times earlier, I think they're going to get hot in the third quarter, score a touchdown, Tighten the lead that the Rams have on them, and we're going to get a ball game. So give me Joe Burrow throwing a third quarter touchdown. Yes, plus 148. I like that. I don't have the numbers in front of me here, but the Rams have had a lot of points hung on them in the third quarter of playoff games. Perfect. I can tell you that much. And it comes back to my, my narrative with McVay, you know, not really making adjustments. And the Bengals do make those adjustments. The Rams don't. It just, it, it's all, I don't know. Maybe we, we miss all of these and this seems too obvious. It, it just seems too obvious though. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, like the I'm more, totally with the you. more we keep this going. And then as I get to my next prop here, it could be a 27 to three Rams victory. And we'd be like, ah, oh, shit. It could be, it could be. And the line for the Bengals might get absolutely just destroyed. And there's nothing Burrow can even do. I just, I don't know, man. I believe in Burrow. I believe in him as a leader. I don't see them getting blown out and not showing up. Ties into my next prop, as all of this does. It's all consistent theme here. You could probably add this to the same game parlay as well. Rams to lead at halftime and Bengals to win the game. Plus 900. Whoa. If I can find that on either of the books that I have access to, I'm going to tell you that one's going to get spanked pretty, uh, pretty hard. Yeah, dude. That's a layup right there. I don't know if I'd say layup, but for those odds, it feels like a layup. I mean, that feels like it should be plus 150. There's absolutely no way you cannot include that that pick. I mean, if you're doing a same game parlay and you add that in at plus 900, I don't know how FanDuel does it, like how crazy they let you get with. I do one with and one without. I just let's go. I would do all kinds of variations, man. I'd, I'd yeah. Yeah. All right. I'd send it on that one. And I'm probably gonna. I can't parlay it with anything, but if I can find it at seven to one or better, gimme gimme. What's your next one? 
Next one that I've got, last play of the game, QB Neal, no, at plus 168. I think that it's going to be close, and whether it's a Hail Mary or hook and ladder, whatever it is, I think that there's going to be a play at the end. end. Yeah, and I'm going to root for the excitement. I feel like this one's almost a coin flip. Give me the plus money. Give me the excitement. I want the last play of the game to be a Joe Burrow Hail, Hail Mary touchdown pass for the win to Jamar Chase. That's that's what I'm hoping for in a perfect world here. Yeah, I like the plus odds there. Come on. Let's have some fun with it. Give me that all over. Absolutely. It. Absolutely. What you got? Okay. Will there be a scoregami? I'm going to go with yes at 12 that's, to 1 odds. I was going to say must be very favorable odds, but I like that. 12 to 1. I feel like Super Bowl scores always come out a little bit wonky for whatever reason. Maybe coaches crack under the pressure and make poor decisions managing the game, and that leads to a weird little score. I don't know. I also think the board could get lit up A lot of desperation as well. A lot of coaches who really want to take the points when they get a chance and maybe not do anything crazy and then teams coming back. Yeah. Like you were saying, you know, it's a super bowl. You're going to go for two. You're going to do whatever you got to try the onside kicks, sending the zero blitz on the goal line, trying to get a safety. It, it gets weird sometimes. Yeah. And I think we could get a lot of points as well. There hasn't been that many super bowls. Well, I guess that doesn't really matter for the scoregami, but another one, great value. 12 to I one. I think more points would help. You know, you get into More the, points the 40s, 50s, 60s. There haven't been that many games, you know, with that many points up there. So Benford's Law. You ever I heard of that? Benford's Law is now. Benford's Law? No. And it's in a like in a naturally occurring set of numbers. There are more numbers with that start with a number closer to zero than closer to 10. <laughs> I'm out on that. Keeping it moving on the props. Talking about final scores. My next prop, final score, 27 to 24 with the winner, Cincinnati Bengals, plus 9,000, 90 to 1. Why not? Why the hell not? 90 to 1. Just run that back for me. Final score, 27 to 24. So I'm thinking three touchdowns and two field goals for the Bengals, three touchdowns. One field goal for the Rams. 27 to 24. Bengals winning plus 9,000. Okay. Hell, that one kid won half a million dollars, right? Yep. On, something on a $20 bet. Like that. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't make that bet. Just buying a lottery ticket, man. Buying a lottery ticket. It's like doing Super Bowl squares. Same type of shit. Yep. All right, I'm going to close it out here with my last one. It is the classic Gatorade color poured on the winning coach. I got it, too. I got it, too. Okay. I'm going orange because I'm rooting Mm. for the Bengals. See? The the odds are plus 184. I think that's a great visual. Getty Images is going to have that orange Gatorade getting poured over Zach Taylor, and it's going to be the picture we use on social media whenever we post this next episode. Do you remember, was it last year, two years ago, when 
everyone was like, it's going to be purple. It, it, the word's out. I got a buddy who has a friend who has a cousin who has yeah. an uncle who's the janitor for the Chiefs. And he said, theirs is purple. And then my friend's uncle, sister's brother's cousin, who knows Tommy, who knows Dave, who knows John, who one time worked From in university. ticket sales, says they have purple as their Gatorade color too for whoever the hell the Chiefs were playing. It wasn't purple. And everyone lost a bunch of money. And Schefter reported it. It was a weird deal, like very, very got way too big. The orange, the odds, way too much of a favorite. I don't like it. I don't like it. I wanted to go orange, saw the odds, saw that it was only plus 184 and said no way. Instead, you know what the best flavor of Gatorade is? Your favorite to drink, everyone's favorite to drink. The best flavors are lemon, lime, orange, frost, glacier, freeze. Of course you have goofy flavors. It's grape. It's purple. Ah, Purple is the best flavor. All right. Purple's the best. I feel like that's That's where you were going with that. Yeah. And at this point, it's sitting at 1120. Okay. Oh, that's bet 10 to win 112. Everyone likes purple. Common color. Common Gatorade color. Why not? Plus 1120. Great color. Common flavor and color, though. Not totally sure. I guess they do sell those like cool blue strawberry and like it's not even the cool blue. It's just the straight up, just the straight up normal purple, man. You never got that as a kid. Like it was the best flavor. A few times, yeah. All right, times that was like every baseball practice for me. I'm going with orange though because I think it would look sick getting poured on the black and orange jerseys. That's fair. Imagine same game parlay. You have like Bengals money line, Joe Burrow MVP, Orange Gatorade. You'd go crazy, man. Go crazy. I grew up an Oklahoma State fan, if you couldn't tell. Um, Is there anything else on this game we need to talk about? No, I don't think so. I think it's been talked about so much. Um, Honestly, it kind of feels like the whole, the Joe Burrow narrative and everything. Like, people have said their two cents. It's time to just watch watch it unfold see what happens and everyone can go about the Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford legacy updates after. Like, I don't care to tell you where I'm going to rank Joe Burrow all time. If he wins or where I'm going to rank Matt Stafford all time. If he wins, like I'm just excited to watch this game and see which of these two guys who have really been slept on for most of this year. I know the Rams started hot and had a lot of attention, but for the last eight weeks, no one's given Stafford a chance and coming into the season really up until even Last week, no one gave the Bengals a chance. They are by someone's no means gonna, favorites. Someone's going to be victorious on Sunday. Chalk up the Bengals. Let's ride. All right, before we wrap it up on football, I totally jumped the gun. I got too excited to talk Super Bowl props. Got too excited to talk some betting. We got to talk coaches. That's where we're going to start. That's where we meant to start. I just got too amped up, man. Let's walk it back here. So there's been a good amount of coaching hires since we last discussed this. A few pretty big ones. I know we're both pretty interested in the Mike McDaniels hire with Miami, but take us through these here. Take us through these roster moves or these, these coaching moves. Okay, so there's just a handful we need to cover before we sign off on football for the season. And I'm sure next week we'll do some Super Bowl wrap up. Maybe touch on some NFL draft as we get there. But I want to talk about these coaching moves that's going to lead us into next season. And let's start with Mike McDaniel to the Miami Dolphins. If you don't know his story, 
He's been a huge football fan his whole life. Smart kid goes plays wide receiver at Yale, gets a job with Kyle Shanahan, has worked with Shanahan since he's been at the Texans forever. Yeah, forever. Longer than Robert Salah has been with Kyle Shanahan. So, I mean, smart guy. He designed the 49ers run game. So he takes this Miami job. His job is obviously to maximize Tua. Sounded like Brian Flores had one foot out the door with that QB coach relationship. So McDaniel comes in. He's going to get this guy coached up. I think he's going to bring some of that 49ers run game scheme to Miami. Do they have the offensive line? To pull that off? No, I don't think so. But over time, you give this guy two, three years, this offense is going to look a lot like San Francisco's. I think Tua can be better than what Jimmy Garoppolo has been throughout his NFL career. I'm really excited about this hire. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And I think not even necessarily like the same stuff the 49ers did, but you know he's going to find ways to get creative with that offense in terms of lining guys up in abnormal positions and pre-snap motion and all this different stuff. He's going to get the most out of Tua and those guys. And I mean, looking forward to fantasy next year, there's a few people like Jalen Waddle. Imagine what all he's going to do with him. Potentially get Will Fuller back. You got Devontae Parker out there if he's ever finally healthy. And then Jasicki and the variety of running backs, whoever they are, he's going to get the most out of them. Take someone in the fourth round and he could be great. Like... Right. And to touch on the offensive line, I don't really know where else they need to go first and second round in the draft. I think they probably go offensive line, maybe defense, but I think they probably go O-line and then free agency. I wouldn't be surprised if they spend a little money there, too. Like they could really get to a point where they've got a complete offense after the draft and free agency. It might not even take a few seasons. Yeah, and they hit on two really good rookie defenders last year uh, in Phillips and that safety. So I'm excited about this team. We didn't even mention how funny he is in press conferences. I'm sure you've seen clips of him now. The dude is he's hilarious. A guy. Yeah, yeah he's, I'm sure he's got his medical card already because weed is not recreationally legal in Miami yet. Like I heard he literally wouldn't yeah. take a job if he couldn't legally smoke weed there every day. He's yeah, he knows who interesting he, cat. He's him. <laughs> Respectable. Um, I hope that whenever things get tough, if they do get tough, he's able to use his personality to get through that. Cause I'm worried that the way he carries himself, if they're not winning, it could look bad. How is he going to handle things when things are tough? Yeah, I think he'll be all right. But it always helps when you've got a Staley who can come out and confidently explain what they're doing and say, hey, we're going to keep doing it. it. It's our identity. It's who we are. Yeah. Sometimes ball doesn't bounce your way. And then you get a McCarthy who comes out and it's. He does not do a good job in pressers, man. He says some questionable shit. McDaniel can get extremely technical. So I think those good reporters that ask him you know, nuanced questions about the game. He'll have some amazing sound bite. He can, that he can we'll just see. get so in detail with it where he confuses the shit out like of that Cooper like, right, post game well. interview. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. The next one is Doug Peterson to the Jacksonville Jags. We haven't talked about this at all. So what do you think about it? I like it. I think he's an interesting guy. Um, I would have some concerns about him really winning over the locker room. I think that would have been 
the first thing I look for in a coach, someone who is really going to rally the troops and, you know, a rah-rah guy that they're going to get behind. I don't know if Peterson is that, but he likes ice cream and he would always get the Eagles ice cream after film sessions, I guess. So have you not seen that clip? No. Compilation of him saying like, all right, so uh, I got some ice cream for you guys. Uh, You know, let's let's watch this video real quick. Then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to the bluebell or whatever it is. Like there's like 50 different clips of him saying it all in one Hmm. compilation. And it's like four minutes long. Okay. Guy loves ice cream. So buys the team ice cream all the time. Don't know if the strength and conditioning coach is going to love him, but maybe it wins over the players. The guy won a Super Bowl. He did, and he he did it with uh, a quarterback who most are not very high on, including yourself. That you're irrationally high on, Nick Foles. He's a great guy. But a lot of of stuff has come out already showing that Doug has been talking to Trevor. He's an offensive coach, played quarterback in the league. Right. I think it's a good hire. He had success in Philadelphia. I've heard he clearly he I mean, he did well enough to win a Super Bowl and clearly knows how to get the most out of a QB. He got the most out of Foles and got the most out of wins. And wins. Yeah. So I'm giving him a chance here. I think Trevor will look drastically different than he did this past season. I thought maybe they'd go with Leftwich in that he played for Jacksonville. Right. He's been it just in Florida. Yeah, that seemed like it would have been a great way to go. Peterson gets a job. I want them to be successful just for intrigue. And I heard that they may hire Rick Spielman, the former GM of the Minnesota Vikings. Listen to him on move the sticks recently. He was, he really impressed me. The guy has a lot of experience scouting. I think that would just be another guy who has built a good culture in Minnesota into Jacksonville and they could turn things around. Yeah. I'll tell you this. They're going to be a hell of a lot better than last year. More than that, I I don't know, but that's about all I got on them. That's all I know. I'm excited to see what Lawrence looks like when he's a real coach. And then the next two, Rich Bisakia, your guy, new special teams coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. I love this move for him. I mean, I mean, I love it for the Packers. Did they get bullied into doing this, though? I don't know why the internet bullied them into hiring Bisakia because he he now has an opening and they were the worst special teams team. Uh, that makes sense, but going from head coach to special teams, man, ah, that's that's tough. But he, he was the interim coach. I, I just feel like he deserved a little more than that, but he winds up going to a really good team where, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know what they're going to look like without Rodgers, yeah. but at the very least, he's he can only get better. They were worse than the league last year by a wide margin. He's going to succeed by at least some level. He's going to be the Dan Quinn of special teams this coming season. Assistant coach uh, what, of the year, Dan Quinn. That's right. Definitely not going to be a head coach of the year ever. I'll tell you that. Last one, Wink Martindale, former Ravens DC, takes the Giants defensive coordinator position. Love this, love this, love this. You love that? Yeah, I think he's a good coach. He's been a very good coach for the Ravens for a while didn't they fire him yeah but they didn't word it that way because he's that good his resume speaks for itself i think it's a good hire for them i really do they've done a lot of i didn't feel as good about it i haven't been that impressed with the ravens the last eight years defensively i mean well you know how injured that team was this year i think that i'm not going off just this year alone i just don't think that they've been the Baltimore defense that everyone 
for the longest time just assumed was one of the best in the league. I think they've been pretty average on defense the last five, six, seven, eight years. Okay. I mean, they haven't had the same top end guys like they did when we were growing right. up. They haven't had uh, right uh, Ed Reed or Ray Lewis by any means, but they've had some guys. You know, they've had players. I, yeah. I think they've held their own, but whenever they've had these playoff losses or come up short the last couple of years, you haven't been saying it's the defense's fault. We've been saying Lamar Jackson needs to come through in these spots. I think he's a good coach. We'll see what happens. All right. Any other news? <laughs> that was a good point. You know it. <laughs> if I counter here, then we get into the whole Lamar thing and the Ravens. I don't like anything with the Ravens, man. I've thought they've been <laughs> overrated in frauds for the longest time still think they are i don't expect them to do anything in the playoffs next year maybe they win a game i just don't think that they do anything great i don't know i think harbaugh's a decent coach but not a great one good enough to get him into the playoffs but that's it yeah uh i'll close it on this they replaced him with jim harbaugh's defensive coordinator from michigan really weird weird deal there i'm sure they had a few dinners and they liked each other probably boys interesting though yeah for some reason i was thinking that somebody from harbaugh's staff no no no, i was thinking somebody from the ravens harbaugh hired onto his staff at michigan no other way around john hired jim's defensive coordinator for michigan no this was like last week all right bottom line we disagree on the ravens here we'll see what happens with them next year never been impressed though time to talk some hoops Onward.